What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have an awesome guest with us today. We're going to be digging into wellness and body image and self-confidence and so many things that I think almost, I, I think it's safe to say every woman deals with and lots of men, but I think almost every single woman. Today on our show, we have Charday, who is a Brazilian American wellness entrepreneur. She's an author. She's a behavior change coach, and she is encouraging women everywhere to strip away the rules, holding them back from true well-being. She is the host of the Feel Good Naked podcast for women and founder of, I'm going to botch this, Carpao fitness, a Brazilian inspired fitness brand. Y'all, this is such a powerful conversation. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. So let's dig in. All right. I am so excited. Shardy. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome. And you're in, where are you at right now? Are you in Brazil? I like, I try and follow where you're at and I'm like, I can't tell. This is always the question and there's always a different answer. So to be fair, that's a great question. I'm in London right now, London, but soon to be in Turkey and then Brazil. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. I love you're just like, your life is full of adventure. What a beautiful life you're living. Okay. First, before we dig into all the goodness today, tell our listeners a little bit more about your story. How did you get on this path? It seems like so much of what you teach and what you're about is from what you've learned. And I think that is so powerful. So give us a little glimpse into all of that. Yeah. So it's exactly what you say. I think the, when we become coaches or when we become authors or when we become speakers, it all has to do with having that journey first, isn't it? Where it's like, you can't talk about it if you haven't gone through it, you just won't understand. And so everything I say today, everything we discuss, is not just something I studied. It's something I felt, something I struggled with. And if I come across as having the answers now, it's only because it took you know, almost 10 years. Yeah. I love that. And (laughs) that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's, what's so powerful about walking before someone and then having just the experience to be able to give your hand, like lend your hand and help them through what they're going through. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about is exactly that. So where, like, how are you traveling the world? Like how, like, tell us a little <laughs> bit about your life for a second. <laughs> Back up. I should, I should say, so this is a new development. It's only in the last year so cool. that I've been traveling and I am working. It's not backpacking. It's not <laughs> just like, honestly, it's everywhere. I'm traveling with my husband. So everywhere we go, we're setting up shop. We are working normal hours, sometimes U.S. hours in not U.S. places. (laughs) And the I guess the idea behind it was it kind of plays back to everything 
in this journey, which is one of the big things I always try to emphasize to people is to not wait to do the things you want to do and that you really love and enjoy, to not wait until you reach XYZ to do them. And I found that one of the things that I was waiting to do was live this life of traveling. I was waiting till I would retire or till the business was XYZ growth level or all these things. And I've been running my business for nine years. You've been running for a long time, you know, and it's so easy to become so obsessed that you don't do anything else, that you just really focus on it. And during COVID, I got even more obsessed because there was nothing else to do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it was at that point that we, both my husband and I kind of had a burnout and we said, you know what, let's just, why are we, why are we working here? We're both working online. Like, why don't we just go and live in these different places? And we thought we would do a year. It's now been a year and it will be one more year, I think. So cool. I love it. I mean, why not? Why not? I love it. So cool. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we're going to be digging in today a ton around so much about the wellness journey that has nothing to do with the physical stuff, nothing to do with the number on the scale, nothing to do with what you look like, but so much to do with how you feel about your body and the thoughts that you have and the words that you're telling yourself and all of that. So you talk a lot about the growth mindset and how that has nothing to do with fitness and food. Like, let's, let's start there because I think that's so powerful. Yeah. So the biggest thing is this, let's say that you, if you're listening and maybe you're past this point, but let's say you have your ultimate fitness goal and it was to lose X amount of weight, or it was to have a certain body composition, whatever it was, you had this goal and let's say you not only reached it, but you went beyond it. So it's like absolute greatest thing you can imagine in this mindset but you can reach all of that and still not appreciate your body and still feel Mm. like you're not enough and still not 
understand how to deal with food. You can know all of the numbers about food and still not really understand how it impacts your body or feel it in your body. And for me, that that's kind of the opposite of the growth mindset. So you can actually achieve all of your aesthetic fitness goals without ever evolving in the mindset. And that's something I think people don't realize because we see these people on Instagram like, that's the body I want. That person's doing amazing. But we have no sense of have they actually gotten to a point where they're comfortable in their skin? Um, Can they, you know, something someone said to me today, which this might resonate with you. They said, do you work out without a mirror sometimes? And I understand we use a mirror for form, Mm -hmm. but I also think a lot of times it's focusing like, how's this making my biceps look? How's this making my tummy look? And if you're getting at a point where you enjoy the workout so much that you're not even looking in the mirror that much, except to check your form, that is one element of the kind of growth mindset around this, that you are so in tune with your body that it's not even about what does it look like anymore. I love that so much. And this is such like when you can turn this corner on your wellness journey, it is like magic. It is like magic. It feels so different. The words that you say to yourself are so different on a daily basis. So how can we help? Like if, if we have someone listening, who's like that, like, how does that even work? Because all I care about right now is that number. All I can obsess over is getting to that number, getting to that size, getting to that. And I think so much of that is ingrained, especially in women. How do you break that cycle? Like, where do you even start? Yeah. The first thing is, so I do behavior change therapy, right? And so a lot of that is how do we get someone to think this way? For example, like they're already focused on the weight, they're focused on the number. That's their definition of what they want to think this way. How do we get them to even want to think this way? Because some people might hear this and think, well, I'm actually fine just trying to lose this weight. I don't understand why I would want to do that. It doesn't make sense to me. And the first stage is honestly just bringing in this kind of information. So it's maybe following someone on Instagram talking about intuitive eating, following someone talking about movement that makes them feel good, maybe reading up about someone who's a yoga instructor and has a much bigger body size. Like all of this stuff is just bringing an awareness where these kind of people are telling you things that you may not have known and you don't need to make a decision about it. You don't need to stop your counting yet. You don't need to stop getting away from the scale, but just starting to slowly listen to information beyond what you already know, I'd say like, that's the first step. And it's the easiest because you can go turn on a podcast like right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That counts, you know? Yeah. I love that because we don't know what we don't know. So even just becoming, I love that you said awareness, like that is so powerful, becoming more aware that there's a different way. There's a different way to think about things, to focus on your wellness, to experience it. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle staying consistent. They struggle, they rely on motivation and they rely on all of this willpower. And they, it's like this constant trudging through mud to try and feel well. Yeah. And I'm like, you can actually love the process. And when you do, it's really hard actually not to show up rather than the other way around. And so like, that is one of my greatest missions is like, how do I help more women fall in love with the process of taking care of themselves. Because once you do, you don't need the motivation. You don't need the, you know, like the hard 
someone checking in on you every single day, someone pounding your door down, putting food in your mouth. Like I want them to feel so empowered in their daily choices that they're like, oh my gosh. And it's like, you can feel free again. You don't feel restricted. You don't feel tied down. Like there's, oh, there's just so much that goes into it. (laughs) I love it. I mean, you can see your passion. You can feel like this is what you want for people and that you've been on the other side. And I guess the, the way to compare it is it's almost like, let's say you take a job only for the money and you focus so much on this money and you make all this money, but you hate the process. You don't like your coworkers. You don't like your boss. You don't see a future in it. Every day is horrible. Then yes, you can get the money, but every single day is a struggle to do that versus if you found something that you really enjoyed and then you can still potentially get the money. Yeah. And I think that's what it is with this weight where if you only focus on that, it's a lot harder. And I've worked out now for going on 20 years because I started as a late teenager. And the first 10 years were much harder than the last 10 years because the first 10 years were only about that number. That's such a, I love that visual. Like that, hating your job, but getting the money, but still like, that's so, that makes so much sense. So tell me then, you said the first 10 years were a lot harder. What shifted for you? Like what what really shifted things so that the previous 10 years have become so much more fluid? Yeah. The two biggest things were I, one, stopped comparing my body type to others. And the only reason I was able to do that is just for background. So I'm half Brazilian. I've got a Brazilian body, which is smaller chest. I'm shorter. I've got big hips, wider thighs. And I grew up in a place where people did not look like me. And especially back in the 90s, early 2000s, it's just not the body type that was celebrated. It's different now, but it wasn't then. And I constantly felt like I had to get this number because then I would look different and then Mm. I could meet the beauty standard that everyone had or everyone celebrated. When I actually went to Brazil for the first time because I wasn't born there and saw body types like mine, That was when I stopped comparing because I kind of saw like, oh, actually the definition of beauty is different around the world. The definition of health is different. And if it differs in every place, then that means there's no one right. And I think that was the first shift. And then the second one was starting to move away from restricting my food so much, but that took a long time. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I knew it was coming. I I know, right? Let's stop. Um, I think this is one of the things that holds a lot of people back is they want the results. They want the, they want the body composition. They want the whatever, but then they're like, okay, but I think in order to get that, I have to stop eating all of the things that I enjoy. Like, so is that true? Or what have you found in your experience? Okay. So this is the answer. (laughs) Nobody likes to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say that you can't have your dream body if you're not doing diet culture. And what I mean by that is the ideal body you want that you don't have and you've been trying forever to get to, that's almost impossible to get without having restriction. But it's not impossible for you to get super fit and healthy. It's not impossible for you to actually love the body you have. And maybe it's not that ideal, 
but it looks pretty good. And the thing is, if you look amazing, but you don't feel amazing, then that doesn't really matter either, right? It doesn't, like, what what does it count for? I love that because it's so true. Um, I think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations of what it's going to take to get a type of body to get, to build strength, to lean out muscle, to lose the tummy. Like that's all nutrition. Your tummy is all nutrition. So when I have someone that comes to me and they're like, okay, I want to lose 15 to 20 pounds. I definitely want to lose my tummy. Tell me what workouts to do. I'm like, actually, let's talk about your food because (laughs) that is where it's happening. And so I think just becoming aware, okay, what am I willing to take out? Because if you're not willing to take out the sugar, the crap, the starchy car, like the white carbs that are just not fueling your body well, then you're probably not going to get as lean and tone as you are picturing. Yeah. But if you want that, then be willing to do this. So it's like, we got to find that sweet spot because nutrition is everything. Yeah. It is everything. Oh my gosh. But it's what you said. It's like, it's that sweet spot. It's the sweet spot. I don't care what anyone says. The sweet spot is not you with 5% body fat and no thigh gap. And like, (laughs) but it's just not, you might think it is, but it's not the sweet spot. And it's not because like, you know, you don't have the energy to perform better. You don't feel good. It's not a, it's not a sweet spot. And I think that's the problem is we don't actually know beyond the numbers what we really want and if you go a little deeper and figure that out then you start to see okay if what i want is to feel comfortable in my body or i want to be super strong then i can do those things without ever using a scale it's very possible yeah but most people don't they kind of just jump straight to the number because it's what they know yeah i love that i am not anti-scale like i i i personally love knowing where I'm at, knowing how my body's responding to foods, movement, different things. And I think it's, I think it's just good information to be like, oh, I can look the same and weigh 163, or I can look pretty similar and weigh 152. Like, okay. So it's actually not about the number. It's about how I feel, or it's about how my strength is, or it's about my energy or it's whatever. But I think it does take time to get to that place where the scale is information and it's not a value of your worth. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of women get stuck. Quick time out from the show to let you know that I am looking for the next women that I'm going to mentor on my team. This is within team beach body. We get to lock arms together. I get to be your mentor building a business, working on your health goals and empowering others. So if you are someone who would love to get healthier, who loves prioritizing, working out and eating well and sharing your story on social media and being a light and uplifting others and would love a way to make extra income, even if it's alongside a full-time career or in the cracks of motherhood, whatever it is, you can build this in a way that feels best to you. So if you want to work with me closely to grow as a person, to become a better mother, to become a better wife, to become a more empowered human being, that is literally what we do every single day. And if you follow me on social media, you already know what we do as coaches. You already know what it looks like to be a successful coach, because that's what I share just my life. And that is what I do. And I would love to help more women have an opportunity to literally transform your health, 
transform your mindset, transform your community of people that you're surrounded with and be able to transform your financial opportunity with this business. I can't wait to chat with you. If you want some more info about it, go to micafulsomfit.com slash transform your life, put in your email. I will be able to send you all of the nitty gritty deets. And if you want to chat one-on-one with me, I am an open book. Ask me all the questions. Tell me your fears. Tell me your reservations. Ask me if you'd be a good fit. I will be honest with you. I can promise you that. So shoot me a message at Micah Folsom fit and we can chat there. I cannot wait to work with you. That is the hardest thing, I think, because, yeah, a lot of the advice about even, you know, about tracking macros, for example, it is information. It can be helpful. But the problem is, is that it becomes so much more for people is that it becomes obsessive. It leads to their self-worth. And it's not that the information itself is evil or wrong. It's just that it's very difficult for us to separate. And. So for the scale, for example, if you can go on and you just take that as, oh, okay, like I understand what this is doing to my body, I'm fine, I'm not upset about it, then yeah, by all means, if you're someone who uses it every day or even every week to see, you know, am I, I don't know, getting closer to being attractive, like right. then it's a problem, yeah. you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. And it's so true. You talk, and speaking of like the worthiness and the self-confidence, like you have five rules, five rules that hold us back from, is it self-fulfillment? I want to dig into those. (laughs) Yeah. From basically from feeling, I always like to say, I always tie it back to the podcast, which is feel good naked. So it's always like five rules that stop us from feeling, not looking right. Feeling good naked. And these are things that could be mindsets or they could be rules we have ourselves. So do you want me to go through them? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is when you have a set goal that is not more than the number. And I won't even say that's non-number because I think in the beginning, it's hard to not have that. So number rule number one, you must have more than just a number goal. And what that means is like, let's say you want to lose 30 pounds, right? That in itself, it cannot be the isolated goal. You've got to go beyond that. Okay, I want to lose 30 pounds and what comes after that? And I want to, I don't know, run two miles or and I want to do a push up or and whatever that is. Don't just stop at the number because then your focus and your progress and your sense of worth will only be tied to that versus, you know, if you step on the scale, you gained a little weight, but you're doing a push up you know, it balances out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. I love that. And I think a lot of like, a lot of our listeners are probably like, oh, shoot. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> because right now my only goal is the number or the pant size or the whatever. So perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Rule number yeah. one, the goal and yes. something else tied to it. Perfect. I love it. Good summary there. Um, number two is to always have at least one each week one food that you reintroduce that you outlawed. So mm-hmm. that will be like, let's say a lot of people say, I can't have peanut butter. I can't have peanut butter because I don't know when to stop. I can't stop that life it. without peanut butter. <laughs> 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 and so you don't have any food with peanut butter, not just peanut butter, maybe peanut butter sandwiches, peanut butter cookies, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So 
as a general rule to make sure you're always finding balance, I like to say, okay, one food that you wouldn't normally have, have each week and not as a cheat day. Right. <laughs> you know, like it could be you just ran five miles and you had a salad for lunch, but you still have that. It's not your cheat day. It's just like, it's part of keeping this mindset of, I can have this too. It's not forbidden yeah. to me. I love That's that. And guess what happens when a food is no longer forbidden? You don't feel like it has power over you anymore. Yeah. Because guess what? And I think this is what a lot of women struggle with. As soon as they tell themselves, I can't have that, it's all they want. Yeah. And then it's like that, that internal struggle of like, oh, but I want all this stuff. As soon as you change your words and you're like, I can have everything that I want but I'm choosing to have this because it's going to help me feel, feel good, or it's going to be aligned with my goals, or it's going to help me, whatever. It's like, you release that power that those restricted foods have over you. And it just becomes so much easier to make the aligned choices. And that feel like that weight lifted off your shoulders feels so good. So, but the words that we choose matter immensely. So yeah. I love that. I've never heard to reintroduce one thing. I love that. That's such a simple one thing, thing at to a do. Time. Yeah, because yeah. it's not throwing away the system you're using right now. Yeah. It's just bringing in one extra small thing a week and add a slow because also what people struggle with is they think like, oh, if I if I'm not going to be dieting, then everything comes in at once right. and I will gain weight and I'll lose control. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way at yeah. all. Um, and it's kind of what you were saying is talking about this on another podcast about, uh, we were discussing this idea of habituation, which is what you were saying. It's that behavior idea that the more you're around something, the less you want it, right? Mm. Like the, the more you are in your new car, the less new and fun it seems. The more yeah. you are in yeah. your new house, the you'll still love it, of course, but it's not as, you don't need to be in it all the time. And I think mm -hmm. what you were saying is that, that the more you're around these foods, the less you actually are constantly craving them, mm -hmm. uh, the less rules you have around them, the more available they are. So yeah. So. I love that. It's like, I was talking with my cousin about this. They have treats and kind of junky foods <laughs> all of the time. And their kids like hardly ever touch it because it's there all the time. And, and when my kids, like we have treats and we have things, but I try not to keep them in the house all the time because that's literally like all they'll choose if I let them. <laughs> and so when we went to their house, they were just like, this is the best ever. They'd go into their pantry and there was all these snacks and muffins and all this stuff. And she's like, that's so funny. My kids like they have this all the time. They don't touch it. And I'm like, but that's that, like, that's exactly what you said when it's there all the time. You're just like, Meh, I don't yeah, need that. You it's, don't you know? care. Yeah. yeah. So and, um, I grew up, my mom, like it was a single parent home and my mom was working all the time. So we had a lot of fast food growing up a lot. And I didn't want fast food anymore. I was not the kid who like craved yeah. McDonald's. I did not want it because we yeah. had it all of the time and someone else you know who never got it that was their like treasure <laughs> yeah totally it makes so much sense sometimes when you're traveling and you're eating out like by the end of your trip you're like oh my gosh just no more a healthy home cooked <laughs> meal like that's just what i want same i love that same idea yeah. totally um and then i guess the third rule is that holds you back is having a cheat meal or a cheat day 
because that's the mindset of this is separate from how I normally eat versus mm. this is my whole holistic way of eating. And I have nothing against eating in a nutrient dense way, eating whole foods most of the time. I mean, this is how I eat anyways, but it's not, oh, it's Saturday. So now I'm going to go eat every single thing that I want, because if yeah. it were, then I would hate the rest of my food. <laughs> right. Right. So I love this one because when you do compartmentalize that, you, you put like, you put these cheat foods, treat foods, whatever you call them kind of on this pedestal. And then you're like, Oh, those taste better. Those are more satiating. Those are, those are better. It's like, you give them this praise and you like wait and you anticipate it. I, I feel like I love that. You're just like, no, you can include whatever you want to include into your holistic nutrition plan. Like, but it's not like one over the other, like food is food. And, and when you, when you neutralize it more, it's kind of same thing. It has less appeal. Like the, those, those foods have less appeal to you. So this is exactly it. Like that's what it is completely. And yeah, I mean, we're talking about all this stuff, but obviously it's the course of tons of years of work and I'm not yeah. trying to pretend that it happens overnight because it doesn't at all. Like it doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to be said over and over and over nutrition is not a one size fits all. It's not a black or white. What works for Sarah might be the exact opposite of what Trisha needs to be doing. And I think the thing that I've learned over the nine years that I've been really just on my journey consistently is to give yourself grace and learn, like just learn what, what works for you, learn how you feel your best, learn what foods are worth it to you to enjoy even if they're not going to give you the physical results that you're after some, some of those things you're like, that's just worth it to me to keep in my life. And then other foods you're like, yeah, that's really not. So I'm just going to like, mm -hmm. stop having that because I do have these goals, but this is still worth it. So we're going to figure out how to, how to include that in my life <laughs> forever. So, and I think that's just such an important thing to remember is everybody is different and you need to trust yourself trust yourself as you're learning what works for you, as you're figuring different things out, as you're trying new foods, all of those things, like it's such a learning process. Yeah. And it's completely what you said that the reason why it might sound scary to anyone listening is because you haven't built the trust yet and that's okay. Yeah. But obviously if you haven't built that, it's almost like you don't have the safety net underneath you. And that's why it feels so terrifying to hear these things because your safety net is counting. Your safety net yeah. is restricting and you haven't built something else before that. So yeah, that's the hard part. I love that though. I love that though. And there is a safety net. Like, I love that. That's such a, I feel like that feels so much less scary yeah. <laughs> to try to like kind of branch out and try new things when you're like, Oh, I'll be okay. Like I'll be yeah. able to learn this. I'm not going to fall and fall flat on my face and gain a hundred pounds. Like I'll be okay. We'll navigate this. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. And this kind of leads to number four rule, which is if you don't have any, if then rules. So this is where, mm. for example, you say, if you're the kind of person, well, I can have this pasta. If I have this pasta, then tomorrow I'm going to go on a 10 mile run. Mm. If I have this ice cream, then I'm not going to eat breakfast tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Those, it's the same thing we're talking about, right? Yeah. It's reinforcing that mindset of 
this is the way that I always have to eat and not all foods are okay and I can't always have them. And if I do, then I need to punish myself for it. And it's, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think women are really good at this. If I have this cookie, then I'm going to run extra. If I have this, then I'm going to do that. Like, I think this is a common reoccurring conversation that women have with themselves. So I love that. Just break up with it. No, if, or then no, if, or then no, if, or then love it. And the last one would be when you have the rule that you choose your workouts based on how it will change you physically only. So this is going back to what we were saying, where you might have a weight goal, but you should also have something and right beyond that. This is the exact same thing. So when you're choosing your workout, sure, like you want to, I don't know, get stronger arms, you're going to do arm exercises, you're going to work on that. But don't just choose workouts that will do that for you. Choose things you like, like choose some dance cardio, choose some things that keep it fun. Because if it's only about the linear path and the workout goal, then you don't really have it by definition can't be lifetime right because at some point you'll you'll meet that goal and then what do you do you just focus on a different part of your body like it just continues forever (laughs) yeah no i love that and and i think lots of (laughs) lots of women want to spot train they're like okay i just want to like lean out my thighs and i'm like well it doesn't really work out like that so (laughs) why don't we focus on like holistic like let's focus on your whole body um And you know what, too? It's almost like if someone actually discovered how to do that, that person would be so famous. There would not be all of these solutions. That one person would be a multi-billion. It's true. It's true. true. How do how to just grow your booty, but keep but but keep your tiny waist and keep your lean arms? Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. One of the things I want to make sure that we cover. Um you talk about the you talk about these pillars there. You say there's some real pillars to wellness. What are those? So in these rules we talked about, I kind of have talked a little bit around what the pillars are. So one is mindful and enjoyable movement. Mm. And what that means is it's enjoyable because you like it, but it's also mindful because it's supporting your body. And by that, I don't mean like it's just getting you to lift whatever it's also okay this is going to help me into old age so i can be mobile this is going to help me to do my daily task if i have kids to help me you know run after my kid like things that really support your life and so that's mindful like really thinking about not just how do i get a tiny tummy but you know how can i build a strong core so that i can do everything i need to do that's a huge one The other one is to focus on gentle nutrition. And this is assuming that you are trying to embrace a healthy lifestyle. If you're not, then obviously this is not, this doesn't relate to you. But gentle nutrition, meaning that we don't completely not think about food. It's not just let me eat everything just because I want it. It is also thinking about what does your body need? And that isn't always the same as what does my mind want? right? Like that's the big thing. It's not forcing yourself to eat the spinach, but it's like knowing, okay, I need veggies because if I don't, then I'm not going to be able to use the bathroom properly. Right. (laughs) Right. Can we dig into this for a sec? Because I feel like there's such a fine line. There's like the pendulum swings so far. There's like the body positivity and love yourself where you're at and be grateful for the body that you have. And 
And then if people live in that space for too long, they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to appreciate how I look and where I'm at. And I'm going to eat everything I want, which if you eat everything you actually want, you'll actually feel like super crap, super crap because sugar is so addicting. And all of the processed food is literally chemically telling our brain that we need it and we crave it, but it's not what our body needs. And then on the opposite side, the pendulum can swing to like the restriction and the only eating the fuel and only eating the things. And it's like, it's that sweet spot we were talking about. Like, how do you have that body positivity, appreciate and love yourself and fuel it with really good nutritious food that it really craves at the core and still understand. And I can still have these things and I can still, you know, like, how do we find that sweet spot for women? Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Million dollar question. No, so I first off will say Uh, that I believe, and you've already kind of said this, the sweet spot is different for every single person. The amount of healthy food and nutrient dense food that I once eat will be different from someone else. And that's okay. It's not to say that they're wrong and I'm right. It's not like that. So I want to say that first, because if anyone tells you, no, it's this way, then that's slipping a little bit into diet culture again. Yeah. Yeah. So each person has their own. But what you find is I don't even really talk about body positivity anymore. I talk about body neutrality, which is the idea of what can your body do, appreciating what your body can do, appreciating not necessarily even what it looks like. It's not even about that. It's about it functioning. And that can be anything from, okay, my body's breathing, it's walking upstairs, but it can also be, wow, my body can do deadlifts. My body can do push-ups. And The more you're in fitness and the more you progress, the stronger you become, the more your body can do and the easier it is to appreciate it. And so I think that's a really big thing where I actually, I understand that changing the way your body looks is very much down to food. It's a huge part of it. But if you want to change the the way your body feels and how you feel about it, it starts with fitness. It really does. Because when you're moving and you're getting stronger, you want to help your body. You want to do things for it. Yeah. I just did a reel. I just did a reel this morning that was about like how strong of an anchor fitness is in our life. It is such a huge anchor. And that's where, that's where I got started. I was like, I just need to move. I need fitness. I need exercise. I need those endorphins. And guess what naturally started to happen as I started to move my body, just like you said, I wanted to actually eat better. I wanted to make better choices. I wanted to feel that next level version of like energy and confidence and strength. And so that's where I started getting interested in nutrition. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't just eat everything that I want in the moment. Like maybe I should learn actually what my body's needing and how I can properly feel it. So I love that. It's such, oh my gosh, fitness is such an anchor. It's a huge thing. And yeah. and that's why I don't really, for body positivity, I very much believe in it and I support it. But I think that without the fitness element, it can be a little bit dangerous because if yeah. you're not moving, like it is for your health, it is important. And you don't need to be running miles. You can mm-hmm. be walking. It's not saying there's any right way to move. It's just to move, to have it be a part of your life. Yeah. Walking, dancing, swimming, like jumping, go jump on the trampoline, anything. Yeah. (laughs) I love that so much. Okay. What's, what's the next one? So mindful movement, gentle nutrition. Yep. And then the last real biggest one I will say has to do with 
stress. And this is not something that people expect to hear. (laughs) It's not something you expect to hear at all. But stress management is such a key pillar to having a healthy lifestyle because you can move well, you can you know, do the gentle nutrition and you can still struggle in your body because you're not managing your stress. And I don't mean just your struggle mentally, but also physically, you know, it's very difficult to see any strength gains if you're not focusing on the stress. Um, it's There's a lot of weight fluctuations for people because of the stress. So this is something that people really don't look at. You know, they're yeah. fine to go to the gym, they'll work out hard, they'll watch their food, but then they won't look at the stress management or maybe they'll do like five minute meditation and call it a day. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So what would you, what would you tell someone who like, that's not even on their radar? Like they've never ever been concerned. Well, like how would you start to incorporate that mindfulness around stress management? Yeah. So the first thing is that, well, so there's three components. One is morning routine, evening routine and stress breaks. But I like to start with stress breaks because I recognize for a lot of people They've got kids, they've got early work. They're not necessarily going to go and build this morning routine from nothing. Same Mm -hmm. with evening routine. It just might not happen for a while. So that's stressful in itself to say, do this. Yeah. But the stress breaks are this. It's first of all, recognizing in your day, and they can even do this tomorrow. What are the points? Look at your clock that you feel really stressed out do it for five days, you will notice a pattern, there's always a pattern. And usually it precedes something that's about to happen. I'm about to, I don't know, come home and I'm having issues with my partner, or I have work and every time at 3pm, I feel super frustrated because I've gone this whole day on adrenaline high, and I just need a break. So noticing those times of day, and then actively setting a reminder for five minutes to stop and do something different. It might be listen to a podcast. It might be walk to get some water, get some coffee, walk outside. It sounds so small, but what you're doing is when you live in stress, you become addicted to stress and you never disrupt the cycle. This is disrupting the cycle. This is showing you, oh, it's actually really nice to take a moment to breathe. Yeah, (laughs) It's reminding you, just like we were talking about with food, if you never eat anything nutrient dense and you only eat crap, then you only know that you only know that you don't know what it feels like to have anything different yeah similarly if you never get to have anything less healthy but food you enjoy you never know how nice that can feel either and that's the big thing is like i would start with that programming the stress breaks it's hard i know there are days when i don't do it but most of the days i do i love that it's funny that you say that yesterday i homeschool our kids oh my and- gosh So we have five kids, four of them that do school. And so yesterday we had a day, like a day and some days go really smoothly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best ever. And then other days I'm like pulling my hair out. I'm like, why did we choose this? I know it's right, but this is freaking hard. And yesterday I took a walk. I was like, I got to get outside. I just need to go take a walk in nature. And I shared that in my stories. I'm like, cause some homeschool days, you just need to walk afterwards, but it's like, it is, it's like breaking that cycle and like being like, okay, I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to like quit, get my, get my shits together, like recenter myself, feel gratitude, like all of those little practices. And then you can come back and you can feel super replenished and refueled instead of like straight 
crazy lady the whole yeah. rest of the day. So like it really, like it makes so much of a difference. So I love that you're bringing this up. I'm like, oh yeah, this is so good. This is so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So those would be the three main pillows would be gentle nutrition. Um, then it's also stress management and then it is enjoyable and mindful movement. And then other things start to play within that. You start to get into your relationship with food. You start to get into your mindset, your body image, but that kind of all falls underneath these three things anyway. I love this so much. I love this conversation. I could talk with you all day long about all of these things. I feel like these conversations need to be happening more and more and more for women to just break up with these old conditioned thought processes of what they're supposed to be doing or how they're supposed to look or how they're just all of this extra pressure that nobody needs. Nobody needs. So where can they, where can they find more of you? Where can they get connected with you on social or your book? Like give us all the goods. Yeah. So there are a couple of places. One is feelgoodnaked.com. That's naked without the E. That's where the podcast is. The seven steps to feel good naked book is on there and you can pretty much find everything there. The other place is Instagram, which is my name, Sharday Rael. And that's where I post a lot of reels. I try to be funny. I think sometimes I am, sometimes not. They are, they are. (laughs) (laughs) I like following you. I'm like, oh, so clever. I love it. No, you're so cute. Well, you guys, if you are a woman and you have a woman friend, please send her this episode. Please share this with your friends, share it on social. These are the things that more women just need to be aware of that they don't have to live life going through this cycle of shame and cycle of falling off and getting back on. And like, you really can find your sweet spot. And I love that you said it's going to be different for everyone. And that's the beautiful thing. So send it to your friends, you guys tag us on Instagram and share with us what resonated with you so that we know what really spoke to your soul today. And Charday, again, thank you so much for being on and for spending time with us. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, you guys, we'll see you back here in a week. Bye. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 